Hey everyone, welcome back to Raising Unicorns, a Harmon Brothers podcast. And in today's episode, we share the knowledge we've used with very successful clients to create low-budget ads that sell. Unicorns are real. In the past eight years, Harmon Brothers has helped raise five unicorns. Yes, that's five companies with a billion-dollar valuation, with at least six more companies right on the cusp of becoming unicorns. Here on Raising Unicorns, we share the lessons we've learned to help you grow your business by tens or even hundreds of millions of dollars. It's time to start raising a unicorn of your own. All right, so today we're gonna talk about the simple ad you should create today that is quick, inexpensive, and impactful. We've got myself, Brett Crockett, and Keith Grover. Yo, yo, yo. The man on the line. We're gonna talk about a certain formula in a minute here today on the podcast. But I think before that, I just wanna talk a little bit about how difficult or maybe how daunting advertising is getting, especially video advertising, and the way that with everything going on with algorithm and privacy and these new tactics and those new channels and all that kind of stuff, it can feel really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I think we see that a lot out there, you know, with small businesses, even medium, large size businesses are kind of just wondering, like, how do we navigate this landscape of like, I know I have to be in video, but I maybe don't know how to use it in the best way possible. And so sometimes not knowing exactly what to do causes decision paralysis, right? What channel should I be on? I don't know. What kind of video should I create? I don't know. And so you keep rolling that over and over in your mind and then nothing actually happens. And I think that's the state of a lot of businesses that that we see out there. And I would say that the answer is just get started. Like, don't worry so much about the huge strategy, all of the channels creating for every platform. Although we do have a video that you can watch called Video Strategy in a Day that can help you figure out how to test into and get the right content going. But I think at its simplest, you can just take a step back and say, okay, I'm going to start small. And I think what we're going to talk about today is a perfect way to start or maybe even a perfect way to augment what you're already doing. Well, yeah, definitely. I'd agree. A lot of us tout that you can be making ads like this. In fact, people have even touted that they trust a high schooler to be editing videos like this. So it's easy enough that anyone who is kind of in this paralysis to just get started because your name needs to get out there. In fact, we're in a world right now where it's market or die. Yeah. And I think the way you put it, like a high schooler can do this. Sounds crazy, but it's actually true. The way we talk about it is that you can create these ads in a couple of hours from the couch for less than $200 with, in a lot of cases, content that you already have. When you look at it like that, it's like, wait a second, all of those things, can they actually be effective? Can I create a good ad? Can I create an ad that actually is going to get some sort of ROI? And we've seen it over and over. In fact, today we're going to talk about one specific type of ad. We call it the explainer testimonial ad. And it's one of 15 types of ads that we teach inside of a course in Harmon Brothers University called Easy Ads That Sell. But those ads have driven millions of dollars in sales for our clients. And we've had students that have come back to us. In fact, we'll potentially talk about one of these students, but students that come back to us and say, holy cow, I created this ad and it's done amazing things for the client. And so they're not super difficult. And again, like I've, like I've said before, it's a great place to either get started or to add to what you're already doing in video. With that, Keith, what do you think? Should we jump into the explainer testimonial ad? 
Let's do it. All right. So it's called the explainer testimonial ad because it uses actual testimonials from real customers to explain the benefit of your product or service. That's the whole premise of this video ad format. Keith and I are going to go over the specific pieces, kind of the timeline actually of how to create this ad. And we'll dive into each of those pieces in a little bit more depth. But from a high level view, just think about this as using testimonials that have already been written to advertise your product, your service, your company. So you have your hook, then you have the meat of your ad, and then you have your call to action. So it's a very simple formula. And the hook we'll talk about in just a second. The meat is where we actually put these reviews in. And obviously there's going to be some research involved in that. You're going to have to collect the best reviews and we'll give you tips about specific types to include. And then after you have those and you're able to get those into the right spot in your video, you're going to have a call to action. And uh, we'll give you some tips about why and how to craft that call to action. Towards the end of the podcast, we'll also talk for just a few minutes about how to put it all together. What's an easy way, as we said, the high school could do this. You know, most high schoolers might not know Premiere Pro or Final Cut or something like that. And you don't need that. You can use simple tools. You can use the phone that you already have and then some apps that make it really easy, even free apps that make it really easy to do the editing and get this thing ready to throw up onto your paid advertising channel. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about the hook. All right. So the purpose of a hook is pretty simple. Every day you have millions and millions of people scrolling through TikTok or Instagram or YouTube or whatever it is. And in most cases, they're scrolling right past everything they're seeing. There's only a few images or videos that people actually stop and interact with, especially if it's an ad, right? And so it's so important to figure some sort of content at the beginning of your video that's going to grab that attention and stop the scroll. Yeah. Shane actually talks about this in one of our previous episodes. It's less than a second that you have to capture someone with this hook. If anyone in the YouTube comments can name which episode that is, we'll, we'll toss a t-shirt. Sweet. Okay. So because it's so difficult or you have so little time to capture someone's attention, it's super important that the hook be short, sweet, and specific, right? So we call them the three S's. We don't really, but we can now. So the three S's, short, sweet, and specific. And the interesting thing about that is that those three things are actually sort of hard to do, right? To be specific, but also to keep it short and sweet, that's not an easy task. But when you get it right, and by getting it right, I mean test into a hook that's effective, the results can pay off big time. And so that's one thing that we've talked about on previous episodes is that it's really important to be testing these hooks because chances are good that your first idea for a hook or the first one you shoot is not going to be your best performer. So it's important to not just say, okay, here's the hook that I'm going to use but instead say, okay, here's a big long list of hooks that I'm going to use. Maybe I prioritize them by number one, the hooks that I can actually create. If you're doing this on your phone, you're going to be a little bit more limited. When you're filming by yourself, you don't have a cast, some of those sorts of things. Maybe your budget is small. And so prioritize by the things you can actually do and then prioritize by the things that you think will actually make the biggest difference, right? So one of them might be topics to build a hook around, right? Could be a product demo. So if you have a product that shows 
goes off really well in a visual medium, then doing a product demo can be really effective for the hook. Generally, you want to do something that doesn't look like everything else that's out there. And so if you have a product, say you're selling bracelets, as an example, bracelets are going to be hard to do a product demonstration with because as soon as people see it, they're like, oh yeah, it's a bracelet. It wraps around your wrist, right? On the other hand, say you have, I don't know, a cleaning detergent and you can show how quickly and how effectively that works up close in your face in a split second, as opposed to potentially another type of cleaning detergent that doesn't do a good job, then right there, you have a really good demonstrable difference, right? So that makes a great product demo. Another option that you could use for a hook would just be to highlight the problem. So if you're solving a problem, which most products or businesses should do, highlight that problem, help the viewer to feel that problem and identify with it. So then they're interested in finding out how to solve the problem, right? Which Keith probably leads us to another idea or topic to build the hook around. I'm going to guess innovative solutions. Oh, Keith got it right for 500 points. Nice job, Keith. Innovative solution. So let's say that you have a product that just looks different. Let's use the example of Kizik, a product that we love, that we've done advertising for, and that is very differentiated. So Kiziks are a shoe that allow you to step into them rather than tie your shoelaces or crush the heel and, you know, mash that thing down after a couple of weeks. Yeah, then I'm wearing mine like right wearing now. Really old shoes. They're the only shoe I wear anymore. Seriously. But if you have an innovative solution, and in this case, it's great too, because you can actually show it. You can show the foot stepping into the shoe like no other shoe does, then you have a great hook right there because people see that action and they say, whoa, that's different, right? That's something I haven't seen before. And that makes a great hook because it grabs their attention and stops them from scrolling. So, okay, great. So yeah, let's move on to the body. We talked about research, right? All that research that you put in beforehand is now going to come to fruition here. That's exactly right. So talking about the body or the meat of this ad, what you're going to do is you're going to take that research that he's talking about, which are reviews from your customers, and you're going to use five to 10 of them, your top notch, your best reviews. And we'll talk about some of the things that make up a great review. And you're going to put those into your ad. Now, what's great about that? Well, your ad's basically already written for you. Your customers have written the reviews. You don't really have to do any copywriting. All you have to do is figure out which are the reviews that sell this product or this solution in the best way possible, right? Customers trust what other consumers have written about it. Right, way more. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And there is some skepticism around reviews these days. There's no way around that. Like how many of those reviews that you read from Amazon are written by review farms versus actual customers? Mm. But I think with a little bit of research, at least I feel like I've been able to get a good handle on which reviews are honest and which aren't. And that's why I don't normally look at just the five-star reviews. I'm usually looking at the one, two, three, four-star reviews more than I am the five stars, right? And the ones that come with pictures are even better. Well, exactly. So where do you get those reviews? I think, Keith, you mentioned like Amazon is a great place to get them. Maybe you have reviews on your own site. You mentioned earlier Google reviews, all sorts of different places. I think the important thing here is that you have to pick the right reviews. So a few tips for doing that. The best reviews are going to have specific emphatic wording. If it's boring copy, we don't expect our customers to all be copywriters. But if they just say something like this stroller cover has been really 
great. Like that doesn't tell me enough to actually make it a good review, right? As opposed to- It sounds like they used it once. Or it came from a review farm. On the other hand, if you can find a review that says, I love this thing about the stroller cover. It washes easily. It folds up nicely. It looks great. And it keeps my baby safe. Like maybe that's getting a little bit too effusive for a review that you're going to use in an ad. Probably not. You want it to say a lot. Those are the type of reviews that you want to use. I mean, to that, you don't want it to sound generic. If I was to go onto Amazon and see three stroller covers and they all said the same review. Great. Quote unquote, great. Right. What am I supposed to take from that? Yeah. And so when you're looking for reviews to use in your ad, you want something that has more than just a single word and ideally words that are a little bit colorful, that give potentially give it some personality, help people to see that review in this ad and feel like, oh, a real person wrote this and they loved it. Maybe I will too. Right. On top of that, those make the review like 10 times stronger. That's right. They're doing the branding for you, basically. And so you don't have to mention it in the ad as often. Right. So that's great. And then it also feels like less of a generic review. So great tip there. Another thing that we like to include in these reviews that you'll be choosing for this ad is a review that addresses potentially common doubts. Now, if your product doesn't have any common doubts, you know, maybe it's something super simple and so people aren't skeptical, you wouldn't need to include that because you don't want to introduce doubt into the cell. But on the other hand, if there's a bunch of other products in your space and they have a common flaw, well then find a review that addresses the fact that you don't have that flaw, that your product doesn't have that flaw. Or if another option that we often talk about on landing pages is including reviews that talk about great customer service. So you try to not talk too much about a bad experience or a dud of a product or something, but if you can highlight the way that your company has done right by the customer, then that's also sometimes a really good review to include because it helps resolve those doubts before they crop up. And that can be an effective way to show people what your company is like. Yeah. What a fine line to tread, right? To address concerns, but also not bring up other concerns. Right. Yeah. We'll have to do a podcast or something on that in the future. Anyways. It's a good idea. Right. It's a fine line. You're walking a knife's edge there. Definitely. The next thing that you kind of have to look for, in my opinion, is you kind of mentioned it before. It has to be colorful language, but it also has to be fun. You want everything to sound like the customer or the consumer of your product or service is just having the time of their life with it. They're elated by whatever happened with that product or service. That's right. You're trying to highlight the fact that your product has made their life better or easier. I might also throw in there that you can use humor in some of these if the review is written in a humorous way. But another way that our team has found to be really effective is actually using one-star reviews. They can actually work to help sell your product. So the difficult thing about what we're talking about is we're giving you these ideas and this formula for building this ad, yet we're in an audio format. And so you can't see the examples. But at the end, we'll give you a URL where you could go and check out various examples of these explainer testimonial ads. And that'll help you to maybe put a little bit more context around what we're talking about today. Keith, anything else you would add as far as finding the right reviews? No, here's kind of the big question though, right? And this is something that would have to be done beforehand. What if they don't have any reviews? They're new to the market. Yes. They're new to the space. What are some tips that you have about finding reviews? 
Okay, great question. So there's a few ways that you can get reviews. The easiest one is going to be to go to friends and family, right? And it's very important to Harmon Brothers that we tell good stories and that we tell honest stories. And so in doing this sort of thing, you don't want to give out product or service to your mom and use a review from her, right? Unless she's being completely honest and then I feel okay about it. But same thing goes for your friends. Like if you can get some friends or some colleagues to use the product and they have a good experience with it, and then you get them to give you a testimonial, then you can feel totally fine using that. That's completely legitimate. The other way that you could do it is actually to go out into the public and give, again, give product away for free and do that. Don't ask for a good review, but ask for a review in exchange. The good thing about this is that you will, assuming your product is good, get some good reviews and potentially reviews that you can use in these ads. The other good thing about it is that you might get some really bad reviews and that's okay too, because if you get those bad reviews, that's a learning experience. Okay, now I know what I need to fix in my product or in my service. Here's what I need to do better at because you're getting that feedback from the public. So before you launch or shortly after launch, when you don't have a lot of reviews, make a plan, take a day and go out somehow into the public, get your product out there into the hands of real people, gather feedback from them, and then you can use those in your ad. Collecting those can actually be a lot of fun, right? Not only helpful to your business, but it's enjoyable to get out and talk with people about your product. And so doing that sort of thing, I think there's a lot of benefits to it, not just in creating these ads, but you'll find a, a lot of different ways to use that feedback. Definitely. So now comes my favorite part. I don't know why this part's my favorite. I don't either, Keith. The call to action. The last thing on the list and the last thing that you need to include for any ad is a call to action. So basically the call to action, you need your customer to do something. You can't just present all these reviews and then leave it at that, hoping that the customer will wind their way to your product. You need to give them something. For most people, it's something specific. Please go to this website or... Find it in this store. Yeah, it's a great point because the call to action in video has become much more common. When Harmon Brothers first started creating video for the web, call to action was almost non-existent. People would put stuff up. It's like traditional advertising. A lot of the commercials that you see on TV don't have any call to action whatsoever. And that's okay. A lot of those, frankly, are more branding focused than they are direct response. But in this type of ad, the explainer testimonial is 100% direct response. You need to have good branding you need to let them know what the brand is that they're staring at. Now that they are aware of your product and hopefully want to use your product, you have to let them know what to do next, which is usually going and purchasing the product on the website or Keith, you mentioned in retail, whatever that call to action is very important to have in there because if you're not doing that, frankly, you're leaving money on the table. Oh yeah. And you know, what's crazy. I have started noticing that more name brands are starting to say it's at your local depot store. I love that Keith is being generic with all the retail brand names. We've mentioned clients and stuff like that, but when it comes to the big retail outlets, <laughs> it's just going to use part of the name because... <laughs> Anyway, that's pretty Disney good. Disney Home Depot. Yeah, it's at your local. I, yeah. 
the, the other cool thing about that, Keith, that you bring up, and I didn't think about, we've talked to customers about this, but letting people know where you are, if you are in retail, is a big credibility booster, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm just going to use the word, but if your ladder is in Home Depot, <laughs> bam, instant credibility, right? So that's a great point. If you want to weave that into your call to action. Now, if it's an ad where you want someone to purchase it directly all online, because you're both online and in retail, you may not want to say that, or you may want to test it, whether that reduces your conversion rate on your ad, because people are saying like, oh, well, if I can just go pick it up at the store, then I'll do that. And so there's there's a little bit of a trade-off with some of that, but I think it's worth thinking about and potentially testing in your ad. Well, that's one of the beautiful things about this ad, but all the 15 ads that you can learn to make through our Harmon Brothers course. All of them are quick to make, are easy to make. They're so easy to make that it's easy in post-production with your editing to just throw in the call to action and even change it if you want. So you can say, buy it online, or you can say, buy it in retail, or you can say, hop onto this website. That's right. So we talked about the meat of it, which is basically the body of the text, which you're gathering from reviews that you're scraping online or other places, video recordings, etc. But in film, generally we put something over top of those. You don't want someone just talking to a camera or you don't want words on a screen. You want video to accompany the words that are on the screen. So that leads us into B-roll. That's just a film term that is used to help out the story, but doesn't show anyone talking. What do you have on that? So when we talk about inexpensive ads, B-roll can sometimes, if you're shooting it on your own or if you're paying someone to shoot some specific B-roll, that can get expensive and can take some time. But look, these ads need simple visuals. You could use stock photography. You could use stock video. That's totally fine to do in this type of ad, but it's more effective if you can take video of your actual product. It's more effective if you can choose stock photography that doesn't look like stock photography or stock video. Sometimes there's a fine line, but in most cases, it's very obvious when something is stock. And so if you can stay away from that as much as possible and shoot actual product, actual people with your product, that sort of thing, you're going to come out ahead. But hey, if an Envato Elements subscription is the best you can do for what, like 16, 20 bucks a month, go ahead and see if you can find something good on there. If you need to go to iStock Photo or something like that, buy some video from there. That's definitely an option. The other thing that you can do is you can get someone, I think Keith, you mentioned like high schoolers, or you could get, say, somebody in a college film program and pay them a small amount of money to get some good video for you. And then you could use that sort of thing as, uh, as B-roll. What's fascinating about today is the quality of video, especially for these, actually really doesn't matter as much. Don't be afraid to use your phone when trying to get some of these shots. Yeah, that's exactly right. In fact, people often appreciate the authenticity. Now you want your product to look good. You want it to look somewhat professional, but it doesn't need to look, it shouldn't look staged, right? It doesn't need to look script or super high production value. And that's what makes these types of ads so easy to create. And then the last two, I mean, one of them comes with the learning curve and then one of them takes a lot of time for me. I'm really bad at this one. 
looking for music to accompany it. That is tough. I mean, the basic idea is a lot of people don't watch videos with their sound on, but you still want sound to accompany it for those people who decide to listen to it. So try to make sure that you find something that matches the tone of your video. We mentioned Envato. So Envato is a great place to find it. You can find other music sites that are royalty free after paying either a subscription or paying for the song rights and things like that. Cool. Now, Keith, what would you say about editing? Because I mentioned not everybody knows Premiere Pro or Final Cut Pro, those sorts of things. And I know you are a professional video guy. And so you may not have a ton of experience with these other options, but what about easy, maybe free editing software that people might be able to use? Contrary to what you're thinking, actually, Brett, I started making films in high school. I was actually using Windows Movie Maker. Oh man, that was my first experience. Isn't that crazy? Movie maker, baby. Yeah. There's a lot of user-friendly editing programs out there that are either cheap or free. There's also, if you want to go through a, a bigger learning curve, you can download DaVinci Resolve, which is free. For everyone, it has a free demo version. The paid version has more things, but you can definitely edit using Resolve and things like that. Editing in general comes with the learning curve or you can pay someone to do it. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, if the editing is totally daunting, which it really shouldn't be with this type of ad, but if it's just not something you want to spend your time doing, you can get a freelancer to edit something like this very inexpensively. Okay, cool. Keith, just for your information, I take it back. iMovie was not my first experience with editing. I used to actually film on VHS and I'd have two VCRs and I'd be dubbing back and forth. Just shows you how old I am. I mean, not that that old. No, no, no. Young for an old guy, right? Definitely. Okay. So like we said, once you get all these ads put together, you're going to need to do a little bit of editing. You can either use a free tool or maybe a tool that you're already familiar on your laptop. So once you've got that all put together, then you just got to do the easy part, which is throw it up online and uh, start getting sales, right? So we we're not going to have time to cover that. (laughs) Yeah, we, We don't have time to cover that in that topic in this podcast episode, but we do owe you some examples so you can see what we're actually talking talking about with these explainer testimonial ads. So if you go to hbros.co, hbros.co slash ETA, hbros.co slash ETA, that stands for explainer testimonial ad. We've created a landing page just for you with eight examples from ads that we've created and also a few that some other companies or agencies have created. In fact, one of our Harmon Brothers University students created one that we show on there, got a seven return on ad spend, just did a phenomenal job that we're super proud of him. So you can go and check that out again. It's hbros.co slash ETA. Keith, what do you think about whipping up some takeaways here? How about we talk about the the structure, right? So we have the hook. It's meant to grab attention, stop the scroll. It's supposed to be short, sweet, specific, and it's supposed to grab the attention of whoever's scrolling on social. Perfect. After the hook, you have the meat. And this is the great part because they're already written for you. Unless they're not, we gave you some examples of ways that you can get those reviews. But you just need to find and choose the best reviews to get into this ad that sort of try and weave a story behind it so that people understand what the product is and and why they should go out and buy it. So that leads to my favorite, the call to action. Let people know where to go after they've been in contact with your commercial, right? They need to know what action they should take to solve their problem. 
Yeah, and don't be afraid to get a little bit creative with that call to action either. Harmon Brothers, we often have, I don't know, we use alliteration or rhymes or whatever it is to help that call to action to stand out a little bit. If you can inject some humor or some excitement into it, so much the better. This is one of 15 ads that Harmon Brothers University offers. And in just a couple of hours, you can pretty much have a marketing infantry at your disposal to help. I like that term, marketing infantry. Yeah, video video marketing marketing infantry. Infantry. I made that up. If you're interested in those other 14 ad types that we teach in that course, you can go to harmanbrothersuniversity.com and check that out. And then also just, like I said, we want to show you some examples. So just go to hbros.co slash ETA and you'll see some examples of explainer testimonial ads. And if you have any questions as you're going through this, you need some help, some guidance, we're here to offer that at any point. You can feel free to send us an email. That's podcast at harmerbrothers.com. We're more than happy to answer questions or point, point you in the right direction. Anything else that you want to, that you want to bring up, Keith? Are we good to go? No, I think this was awesome. Thanks, Brett. Okay, great, Keith. Thanks for all of your wisdom and we'll see you guys on the next one. Tired of playing catch up on your marketing approach? Plan your whole year of ad content with our video strategy in a day. The Harmon Brothers are known for their ad work with Lumi, Purple, and Skull Shaver. And now we're offering a 20 minute video that helps you strategize your best profit pushing ad research, messaging, and testing for free. Because a win for great businesses is a win for all of us. Go to harmonbrothers.com forward slash video strategy to save future you a lot of stress with no pitch and nothing to buy.